Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Allahumma salli wa sallam. akbar أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة
ان الحمد لله ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان سيدنا وحبيبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله يقول الله جل وعلا في كتابه الكريم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي سيدنا سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اعاذنا الله واياكم منها اجمعين اما بعد dear brothers and sisters the great hadith scholar al imam al nasai rahimahullah ta'ala records a sound hadith in his sunan in which it is said that the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wasallam came across a group of his companions who were sitting inside of the masjid they were sitting in a circle and upon seeing them he asked ma ajlasakum what is it that has caused you to sit here together and these companions all replied jalasna nad'u allah wa nahmaduhu ala ma hadana li dinihi wa manna alayna bik they said o messenger of allah we have sat down in order to remember and praise allah for having guided us and for having blessed us with you for having guided us to his deen and having blessed us with you upon hearing this the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wasallam says allahi ma ajlasakum illa dhalik do you swear by allah that that is the only reason that's why you're sitting and they said allahi ma ajlasana illa dhalik we swear by allah that this is the only reason why we're gathered here we're only sitting here for the purpose of invoking allah ta'ala praising allah ta'ala for having guided us to his deen and for blessing us with you and when they said this the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wasallam said amma inni lam astahlifkum tuhmatan lakum i didn't ask you to swear an oath because i had a suspicion about you وَإِنَّمَا أَتَانِي جِبْرِيلُ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامُ فَأَخْبَرَنِي أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ يُبَاهِي بِكُمْ عِنْدُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ He says, I didn't ask you to swear an oath because I had a suspicion. But instead Jibreel alayhi salam came to me and informed me that Allah has mentioned you with pride 
in the presence of his elite angels. This hadith is recorded by Al-Imam Al-Nasai and it shows us the precedent of gathering to praise Allah Ta'ala for guiding us to his deen and for blessing us with the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Wasallam. So following the way of his illustrious companions, Radwan Allahi Alayhim, we come together on this blessed day of Al-Jumu'ah to praise Allah for having guided us to Islam and for having blessed us to be from the Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Wasallam. As Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Quran, the dua of the people of Jannah, the praise of the people of Jannah, Alhamdulillahi alladhi hadana lihada, wa ma kunna ninahtadiya lawla an hadana Allah. All praise is due to Allah who has, who has guided us to this. And had he not guided us to this, we would not have been guided. Dear brothers and sisters, we are in the month of Ar-Rabi'ul Awwal, the month of this first spring. The month in which the best of Allah's creation, Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, his most beloved and most devoted, beautiful creation was born. And last week we were speaking about this. And we were talking about the importance of every single one of us having an answer to one of the three questions that were going to be asked in the grave. We mentioned the riwayah of Imam al-Tirmidhi, from the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Wasallam who mentions that Munkar and Nakir, those two angels that will question people in their grave, asking them, who is your Lord? Who is your Prophet? And what is your deen? In the riwayah of At-Tirmidhi, they ask, ما كنت تقول في حق هذا الرجل? What did you used to say about this man? And so we spoke about the importance of having an answer to that question by actually knowing about this man, Sayyidul Rijal Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Wasallam, and not considering him as simply a remote and distant historical figure with whom we have very little connection or knowledge. So what then is the essence of remembering him in this month and beyond, in every single month? in every single year. The essence of remembering the Prophet ﷺ in this month and in every month and in every day without restricting it to any particular month, it is to attain the correct relationship with the Prophet ﷺ, which is an absolutely critical part of this deen. This means that having heartfelt, real love for the Prophet ﷺ, and being attached to him, and thinking about him, and yearning to be in his company in Jannah, and learning about him, and thinking about his majestic and beautiful form, and his character, and emulating him, and striving to follow his sunnah, all of this represents not an extracurricular part of Islam, something that some people can do if they have an interest. No, it represents the core of this deen itself. Having love for the Prophet ﷺ is from the highest maqasid of this religion, or the highest objectives by which the religion is adhered to properly. And when we talk about love for the Prophet ﷺ, 
Dear brothers and sisters, we have to understand that love is not just a love for what He gave us. We are talking about the love of Al-Rasul, Al-Nabi, Al-Ummi, and not just a love for the Risala, not just a love for what He gave us, but a love for the person who gave us the Risala. Think about the date palm trunk that used to be inside of the masjid of the Prophet ﷺ before the minbar was constructed, the very first minbar. This was the date palm trunk on which the Prophet ﷺ reclined and stood when he delivered the khutbas to the people in the early part of the community in Medina. And there's many narrations which speak about how when the minbar was first built to replace that date palm trunk, the Sahaba in massive numbers, this is a hadith mutawatir, it's a mass transmitted hadith. Dozens upon dozens of Sahaba heard the moaning of the date palm tr trunk. And the Prophet ﷺ actually embraced the date palm trunk and buried it in the masjid. Buried it there, there in the masjid. What is the nature of that date palm trunk and the love that it had for Rasulullah How did the black stone have love for the Prophet How did Mount Uhud have love for the Prophet and has love? As it states in the hadith that the Mount Uhud is a mountain that loves Allah and His Messenger. It has love for the Prophet ﷺ. What is the nature of a mountain having love for the Prophet ﷺ? How did the companions have love for the Prophet ﷺ? You see, they didn't just love what he gave them. It wasn't that kind of love, of just loving what he brought and putting him by, by the sidelines. They loved his that, his essence. Because that essence, that person is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They loved him sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam because his person, his very identity is what is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Rabi' al-Awwal this month reminds us of this. That we don't just have love for the risala, the message. We have love for the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam. There is no Islam without the Prophet ﷺ. And there is no Islam without love for the Prophet ﷺ and following him. So how important is this love to our daily life? It is everything. It is everything. And we know this because the Prophet ﷺ has told us in the very famous hadith, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه the hadith recorded by Imam al-Bukhari and others, he said that none of you will have true iman until I am more beloved to him than his child or offspring and, that, and more beloved than his father or parents and more beloved to him than all of mankind put together. This is a very important hadith, dear brothers and sisters. It's very critical that we understand what it means. 
because he is saying that this love that we have to have for him, it actually has to be more than the love we have for our mothers, our fathers, our children, our families, and anyone else among humanity. It has to be more. And look at how he describes this love. He mentions this love as he links it to the kind of love that we have for our parents and our children. That's an emotional love. Yani this love for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, yani hubbu nabi sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, min jinsi hubbi al-awladi wal-aba. Yani is from that same genus. It's an emotional pull. So think about that emotional connection you have towards your mother or towards your father or towards your children. Do you need to list out justifications for why you love your mother? If someone said, why do you love your mom? Would you need to write a list and you know, think about it and analyze? You wouldn't need to write a list because it's not based on the mind. It's not an intellectual love that's trapped up here. It's here in the heart. You don't need to list out reasons why you love your parents or why you love your children. You just love them because that is, you love their essence for who they are. Allah instilled that love in your heart for your children and for your parents. And here we have Rasulullah saying that our love for him has to be at a higher level, even more than what we love for our parents and our children and anyone else. He is Habibullah. He is the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah ta'ala loves him more than anything else in creation. So if our creator, the absolute, Ar-Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu, the creator loves him more than any other creation, then how can we not love him more than any other creation, even more than ourselves? That is the standard, dear brothers and sisters. And it is a lofty standard, but it's not an impossible standard. So we say that you don't need to list out the reasons why you love your parents or your children. Nevertheless, people have reasons for love. And people have thought long and hard about the things that give rise to love. And the ulama, they tell us that in most cases, people love someone for one or more of three reasons. They mention kamal, jamal, and nawal. You love for the sake of love. You love that person because of their love. Or you love that person because of their beauty. Or you love that person because of their good treatment towards you and their dependability, their reliability. Let's look at these for a moment. You have love for the sake of love. There are certain people who Allah has just made them very deeply loving and caring people. And it is human nature that we open ourselves up to people who show us great love. It breaks down barriers. So if that is the case, is there any other human being who actually loves you more than the Prophet Muhammad The answer is no. Not even your mother, not your father, not your family, no one else. No one has more love for you than he does for you. And that is because the Prophet has expressed that love he has for his ummah and Allah has described him as Harisun Alaikum Bil Mu'minina Raufun Rahim. He has that quality of being very eager 
for what is good for us and being uh, pained by what causes us difficulty and being full of pity and compassion and mercy towards us. What is the most hopeful ayah in the Qur'an? When you reflect on the Qur'an, you may find certain verses inspire hope in you. So what verse for you is the most hope-inspiring verse? This question has been asked, and many of the Sahaba themselves expressed what for them they felt was the most hopeful verse in the Qur'an. And it has been said that the most hopeful verse, the most hope-inspiring verse in the entire Qur'an is in Surah Al-Duha, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى Your Lord will most certainly give you and you will be pleased. And when we look into the hadith narrations, we see that that rida, that satisfaction and pleasure is linked to him being granted the shafa'ah to intercede and plead to Allah on our behalf on the day of judgment. Asking Allah to allow him to intercede for us to get us out of trouble on that day, that very heavy day. In one narration, he was sitting with his companions and he said, I wish I could meet my brothers. The Sahaba are sitting around him and they were puzzled by this. They said, Ya Rasulullah, aren't we your brothers? After all, they're living with him. They're traveling with him. They're fighting with him. They're sacrificing in his company. Aren't we your brothers, Ya Rasulullah? And he said, My brothers are those who believe in me and have not seen me. They are the ones who come after, who believe in him, yet have not seen him. Who is he talking about? He's talking about us. He's talking about us. He's talking about every person from the ummah who loves him, who is not blessed with suhbah, who is not blessed to be a sahabi, but who has love for him and would sacrifice for him just to see him, even if they had to spend all of their wealth and sacrifice everything. So he loved his ummah, all of them, not just the sahaba, he also loved the tabi'un and the atba'a tabi'een and the fourth and fifth and sixth generation up until now, until the very last Muslim to be born before the day of judgment. He has love for his ummah because Allah showed him all of his members, all of the members of his ummah. Think about this. This is so profound because you are either single or married and you either have children or you don't have children. And you may have grandchildren. Some of you may even have great-grandchildren. But do you love your great-great-great-great-great-grandsons and daughters? Do you ever think about that? Do you ever express love for your great-great-great-grandsons and granddaughters? How can you? You don't know them. You haven't seen them. You don't know what's going to come of them and who they'll even be. But here the Prophet ﷺ is expressing his love for those generations that come after who haven't seen him that are from his ummah. He loves his ummah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So that is love for love. How can you not love someone who loves you like that? Then there's love for beauty. There's love for jamal. Some people, they love because of beauty. And they may even love someone who's not good for them because they're so attracted to them. It's a bad person for them. 
but they love them and they're attached because they're so drawn by their beauty. Or they may love someone who's so beautiful, but that beautiful person doesn't reciprocate the love because there's no attraction. But this beauty we're talking about is a beauty that surpasses all other forms of human beauty. This is the beauty of sublimity because the Prophet ﷺ is a created beauty beyond which there is nothing more beautiful in creation. We have the great Sahabi Hassan ibn Thabit anhu, who was one of the poets, was very gifted in poetry, and he would use that skill to praise the Prophet ﷺ and defend him against his enemies. And he was given a special minbar in the masjid just to sit on and recite the poetry in praise of the Prophet ﷺ. And in some of his poetry, we have a very beautiful description. He says, radiallahu anhu, in this poetry describing his beauty, وَأَحْسَنُ مِنْكَ لَمْ تَرَقَطُ عِينِي وَأَجْمَلُ مِنْكَ لَمْ تَرِدِ النِّسَاءُ خُلِقْتَ مُبَرَّأً مِنْ كُلِّ عِيبٍ كَأَنَّكَ قَدْ خُلِقْتَ كَمَا تَشَاءُ He says, radiallahu anhu, in this poem, More splendid than you my eye hasn't seen. No woman has mothered one oh so fine. You are created so free of flaw, as if made by your own design. This is how they express the beauty. So people love for beauty. And he is the most beautiful of Allah's creation. Sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. So we have love for love. We have love for beauty. And lastly, we have love for Excellence and dependability, Noel. People are disposed to have love for people who are dependable, who are good towards them, who have ihsan towards them. And when we look at that, we realize that there is no one with more ihsan, with more dependability, and more excellence towards us in this life and in the next than the Prophet. He is our source of refuge on the day of judgment as people are running from prophet to prophet looking until they find the banner of praise to seek the banner of the Prophet ﷺ when he is given the intercession and says, Ana laha, ana laha, it is for me. So that is his excellence towards us in the hereafter as well, that he prays for his ummah, that Allah allows him to intercede for his ummah هو الحبيب الذي ترجى شفاعته لكل هول من الأهوال مقتحمي. He is the messenger, the beloved, whose intercession is hoped for on the day of judgment in every matter of distress that comes on that day. Dear brothers and sisters, we just use this month as an opportunity to speak about this. Otherwise, we speak about it every Jum'ah, every day, every week, every year until we die. Love for the Prophet is not a difficult thing. He's not hard to love. It's not difficult to love him. And having love for him polishes the souls. So we conclude with a dua that we received from him وسلم, that came before him. That came from the dua of Prophet Dawood as he told us that one of the duas of Prophet Dawood is to say, اللهم إني أسألك حبك وحب من يحبك 
Oh Allah, I ask you for your love and the love of those whom you love and the love of those deeds that draw us near to your love. That is the dua that we make asking for Allah to open our hearts to have a deeper love for our example, our, exempl our exemplar, our leader, our imam, Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Ameen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli wa sallam. Allahumma salli wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa afdulu salati wa atamu taslimi ala Sayyidina Muhammadin al-Sadiq al-Ameen. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man istanna bi sunnatihi ila yawm al-Din. اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد في الأولين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد في الآخرين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد في الملأ الأعلى إلى يوم الدين أما بعد Dear brothers and sisters It is commonly said by the ulama, the scholars ليس شأن أن تحب ولكن شأن أن تحب They say what matters the most is not that you love but what matters the most is that you are loved. As we said in the previous khutbah, having love for the Prophet ﷺ is not hard to do. So we don't speak about his love because it's hard to cultivate. We have to understand the nature of love and open ourselves up to love so that we can also receive the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want to give you a very powerful hadith that inspires hope and this is the hadith recorded by an imam ibn hibban on the authority of sayyida aisha radiyallahu anha sayyida aisha once asked the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam for a dua he wanted she wanted him to make a supplication for her and he said to, in this dua Allahumma ighfir li Aishata ma taqaddama min dhanbiha wa ma ta'akhar. He said, O oh Allah, forgive Aisha in her past and future sins. Imagine receiving that dua from the Prophet. ﷺ. Imagine he makes dua for you, asking Allah to forgive all the things you got up into in the past, all the Naughtiness and bad things, the muharramat and ma'asi and ghafalat, all of these things you did in the past. And he makes dua that the future things you do also get forgiven. Subhanallah. So he makes this dua for Sayyida Aisha and she is so happy. She is so overjoyed by receiving this dua that it says, she narrates that she put her head in between her knees. Like she's covering herself up out of extreme joy. And in the hadith, he said to her, Ya Aisha, are you happy? Are you happy? And she said, How can I not be happy after this dua? Obviously, how can I not be happy after this dua? After that, the Prophet ﷺ said, That is the dua that I make for my ummah in every salat. That is the dua that I make for my ummah in every salat. This means that in every salat, according to this narration, he is making dua, asking Allah to forgive the sins of his ummah. And Allah Ta'ala has commanded him to do this. 
فاعلم انه لا اله الا الله واستغفر لذنبك وللمؤمنين know that there is no god worthy of worship except Allah and seek forgiveness for your sin and for the sins of the believers he seeks forgiveness for the transgressions done against him and he seeks forgiveness for the believers and the sins this is his mercy sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam so in conclusion dear brothers and sisters as we talk, talk about knowing the person of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and having love for the person of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam i want to address a very widespread misconception there are many people who may hear this khutbah and the previous khutbah as we talk about love for the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they might say that whoever wants to have love will find it in following the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa or they may word it a little differently and say loving the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa is just in following his sunnah and it is limited to following his sunnah this is a misconception that many people have and it is a misunderstanding now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Surah Ali Imran, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهِ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ He tells the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, say, if you love Allah, then follow me. And if you do so, Allah will love you. And Allah will forgive your sins. And Allah is all forgiving and merciful. So let's unpack this because it's very important to understand. For starters, the words of Allah Ta'ala are pure truth. And no Muslim can deny the essential nature of following the Prophet to attain the love of Allah. That is true, but that is not exactly what we're discussing here. There is no disagreement among Muslims that the first priority is to fulfill the obligations of Allah Ta'ala that He's put upon us. And then the second priority is to follow the Sunnah in those recommended things and the guidance of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. No one disagrees with this. But when we examine the Qur'an and when we examine the Sunnah, we find that it is not correct to restrict love of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to following his Sunnah. Why? Because following the sunnah requires an internal drive. To actually follow that beautiful, pristine path of Rasulullah cannot occur without an internal motivator. There has to be an internal catalyst, something within the heart that drives you to follow that sunnah. And what is that drive? What is that catalyst? What is that motivator? Can there be any motivator stronger than pure love for the Prophet ﷺ that stirs the emotions and drives the person forward to obey him? That is the catalyst. That is the engine. That's the motivator. So that is what is, lies at the root. As one of the poets said, كُلُّ الْقُلُوبِ إِلَى الْحَبِيبِ تَمِيلُ وَمَعِي بِهَذَا شَاهِدٌ وَدَلِيلٌ أَمَّا الدَّلِيلُ إِذَا ذَكَرْتَ مُحَمَّدًا 
The poet said, Every heart inclines to the beloved. And for that I have a sure witness and a proof. As for the proof, when you mention Muhammad, the tears of those in love begin to flow. When the heart is inclined to the beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it's inclining to his sunnah. It's inclining to obedience. It's inclining to his character. And if you just follow the outward sunnah without that love, it won't last. It's performance because it's not grounded on, on anything substantial. It's just performance. But when it's based on love, the love drives the person to obedience. A person can have love for the Prophet ﷺ and be deficient in following the sunnah and even being deficient in their love. Because who can say that I have followed the sunnah 100% as I should? Who can say that my love has gone beyond the minimum threshold? Very few people can make that claim. We have not even reached the minimum threshold of love for the Prophet ﷺ. So we always have to be reminded of the importance of that love and the importance of seeking it, of opening ourselves up to it by knowing more about the Prophet ﷺ. As the more we know, the more we love. And by the more we love, the more we obey. That love we have for him in the hadith, it mentions, it is like the love one has for their children and, and parents. It is an emotional love. And when you look at children, parents, and humanity, these three categories, you see there's ta'zim, there's reverence and respect, like the love a child would have for the father. So there's more ta'zim, more respect, than even the child's respect for the father. Then you have the love of a father for a child, and that is the love of affection. And that affection is an emotional bond. There has to be more for him than others. And lastly, you have the love for mankind, which is a love for the goodness, and we have to have more love for him than all of mankind. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us that love. We have, dear brothers and sisters, a leader, an exemplar, a guide, a model, someone who cares for his ummah deeply, who commands his ummah with what will bring them good in this life and the next, who forbids them from what harms them in this life and the next. We have nothing more valuable, we have nothing more precious than belonging to the ummah of the beloved sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. So we must value it, we must treasure it, and we must rejoice, as Allah Ta'ala says in Surah Yunus, قُلْ بِفَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَبِرَحْمَتِهِ فَبِذَارِكَ فَلْيَفْرَحُوا Say in the blessing and bounty of Allah and His Rahmah, His mercy, let them rejoice. That is better than what they amass of this world. May Allah make us of the rejoicers in being from this Ummah, the Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and allow us to die with that love firmly within our hearts so that we are gathered at the hold of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to drink from the hold and to receive his shafa'ah and to be in his company in Jannah. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. 
ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد زين المرسلين والأخيار وأكرم من أظلم عليه ليل وأشرق عليه النهار سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وقوم إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم الله